It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in to WIP Daily for August 10th. I am Tucker Bagley, filling in for Joe Giglio after what was, quite frankly, a historic Night at Citizens Bank Park, what we saw last night from the Phillies, from Michael Lorenzen, Weston Wilson, the rest of the team, we'll go through it all over the next 15 minutes, was something that, I mean, I don't know if you you could experience it in in any other sport, truly. I mean, it it was a night that, for what felt like a a pretty nondescript Wednesday, for a game that is against a last place team, it's a Wednesday night, only 30,000 people. Shut up to the ballpark, which is a pretty big number compared to you know what we've seen in previous years. But it's about ten thousand less than what they've been averaging this year. For a pretty nondescript Wednesday evening in the middle of the season against a last place team, what the Phillies did is something that I think we're going to be talking about for a very, very long time. And and that's the beauty of baseball. That's the magic of baseball. It's why. So many people, such as myself, are, are romantic uh, about this sport. And it, it the story begins and ends with what Michael Lorenzen did last night. I mean, it, it's funny. It's not often you, you see a guy throw a no-hitter and think that maybe he didn't have no-hit stuff. But I, I had that feeling in the first inning. Because he, he really labored in the first inning. He struggled to put guys away early on in the game. And I think he threw 27 pitches to get through. That opening frame, and my first thought was, well, he's not going eight again, right? He he certainly isn't going to be able to go as deep as he did in his first start as a Philly when he went eight innings uh, against Miami last week. But, you know, after that, he, he walked the leadoff batter to start the second and just kind of felt like he was laboring out there. He was really struggling to, to put guys away. But all of a sudden after that, you know, Rob Thompson mentioned it after the game, he, he just kind of settled down. He figured things out. He was working on a, a changeup that he said he hadn't thrown since 2019. Caleb Cotham showed him a video of him throwing this changeup, you know, four years ago, and they they decided to work it back into his repertoire. And obviously, it, it worked against the Nationals, who probably weren't prepared for it, based on the way some of their at bats look. But I mean, this is a guy who he has relationships with Brandon Marsh. He, he has relationships with a couple other Phillies on this team based on, you know, where he's played in the past and, and you know, kind of who he's crossed path with during his, his time in Major League Baseball. But, I mean, my goodness, to, to watch this team kind of rally around a guy who they've really known for, for the better part of a week it is just unbelievable. And, and, you know, you add in the fact that Weston Wilson, a, a guy who's 28 years old, gets his first chance to, to to play in the majors last night he hits a home run in his very first at bat I mean go and, and and watch the video watch the reaction of his family in the crowd watch the reaction of Michael Lorenzen's family in the crowd 
after he recorded the final out. I mean, my goodness, this team right now, after what we kind of saw this weekend, starting with the ovations for Trey Turner through now, really over the last five or six days, I just, it, it feels like a completely different ball club. It, it feels like we've reached a point now where the vibes are at an all-time high, to, to you know kind of put it bluntly. I, I just, you look at how they're feeding off each other, how they're feeding off the, the crowd at Citizens Bank Park, how it never really feels like they're out of it. They, they've fallen down 3 nothing. it feels like, in almost every game over the last two weeks, and they always seem to figure out a way to, to fight back, to get back, in a position to win, and as you kind of look at this team as it's heading towards towards the postseason, and they're currently sitting at the top of the National League wildcard standings, which is a place they were exactly a year ago. If you go back and look at the standings from where they were a year ago, they're actually a, a game or two back. I think they won their 63rd game last year when they only had 48 losses, and, and they obviously have 51 losses right now, but they're in a pretty similar spot to the way they were a year ago, but things just feel different, I think, because we expect this team to win. This is a team that we've now seen win before. This is a core and, and a group of guys that we've seen have success in October, that we've seen you know show up against playoff teams and, and put together great at-bats, you know, pitch really good innings. And, and right now, with about seven weeks left in the regular season, with the Phillies holding a, a three-game cushion, in you know the wild card race and they're they're half game up on the Giants after they lost to Mickey Moniak and his Anaheim Angels last night. It's hard to not get excited about this team and and where they're heading. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You just look at what they were capable of doing last night. I mean, it's it's so crazy to think that just a, a nondescript Wednesday, a, a a pretty pretty average Wednesday night in August, turned into to such a, a historic historic game. And, and Michael Lorenzen, I mean, man, the the joy he exuded. When, when you know Johan Rojas caught the ball, and, and shout out to Johan Rojas, who I I think. It's just an unbelievable defensive center fielder. He almost looks bored out there catching routine balls. He almost, I don't want to say you're hoping for the the opposing team to, to hit a ball into the gap, but he gets bored at times, it looks like, and and rightfully so. He's an unbelievable defensive player, and he had, he had another great game last night. But, I mean, what Michael Lorenzen did, four walks, five strikeouts, he, he did a fantastic job of keeping the national hitters off balance, yeah, I who walked Joey Manessis twice and Kybert Ruiz um, also drew a pair of walks, but he didn't really allow a lot of hard contact. He didn't allow, uh, you know, guys to get on. And, you know, Rob Thompson said after the game, the reason why he felt comfortable letting him go, you know, past 120 pitches is simply because he didn't have a lot of stressful pitches, right? When you limit the, the traffic on the bases the way he did when you're ahead in the count as often as he was, he didn't have to throw a lot of stressful pitches. He was working from ahead. He was, you know, 
trying to induce soft contact throughout the game. He, you know, Lorenzen said after the game in his post-game interview that with the the lead that the Phillies offense built, right, they, they scored seven runs, um, you know, six of which came in the first four innings. He wasn't worried about trying to strike people out. He wasn't worried about getting swings and misses. Really, all, all Lorenzen did was, was pitch to contact, right, which is something that I think having that, that six-run lead affords you, where you don't have to worry about giving up a solo home run because you know you have that cushion. So the offense play, played a big role. And, and while Weston Wilson and his home run probably is going to be the, the number two, the, the B story to this game, I got to say what, what Dick Castellanos did, right? His two home runs and what we've seen from him really in the month of August. I mean, he was dreadful in the month of July, to the point where people are worried that he was turning back into 2022 Nick Castellanos, a guy who I don't think any of us would like to ever see again in a Phillies uniform. And his numbers in the month of July, I mean, he had 99 at-bats and 16 hits. He had a buck 62 in the month of July, and his average in August is now back over 300. He's got five home runs in about 38 at-bats. Um, so far this season, which is, you know, incredible for a guy who really looked lost at the plate all of last year and, and lost at the plate last month. I mean, he's going to, you know, hit well over 20 home runs after only hitting 13 uh, a year ago. So you look at just really everything that's happened with this team, and I don't want to get overexcited. I don't want to sit here and say, well, you know, it's hard to, to think they're not going to win the World Series, but you look at what this team is capable of, and, and we know what they are. We saw it a year ago. We saw it last October. We know what this Phillies team is capable of doing when everything's clicking, and it seems like they're starting to reach that point again, a point that we really haven't seen for most of the season. This is a team that struggled to get over 500 for the first couple months of the season. They obviously had... Uh, a really hot month of June. They were over 500 again in July, but the bats weren't really clicking. They weren't getting big time production from a lot of the big name players on the team outside of Schwarber in June and, and first half. Nick Castellanos, but Trey Turner is hitting the ball again. Bryce Harper is hitting for power. He had another big double in the first inning. Kyle Schwarber seems to be coming back around. He sat last night, but he had two home runs in the first game with the double header on on Tuesday. You just kind of look at where this team is headed and you know how all the pieces are finally starting to, to fit together. And you add in a, a rookie like Johan Rojas, who plays an unbelievable center field right now. I mean, he is truly a, a joy to watch out there in the field. Um, you know, Hopefully when Brandon Marsh comes back, they, they can kind of fit those guys together and really, really put together an outfield that, that's a plus defensively. But you know, I, I think the Phillies right now, as it stands, it's hard to not dream of what October is going to bring and what this team could possibly do if given another chance at the postseason. And obviously things have to break right. We know that that the playoffs are a crapshoot. All you have to do is look at the Dodgers or, or look you know, up in the National League East division standings and see what the Braves have accomplished with their, you know, 20 division titles over the last 30 years, they have two World Series to show for it, right? They won 14 NLEs titles in a row. They made the playoffs every year. They won one World Series, you know, and they won, They added another one, obviously, back in 2021. But 
I mean, this Phillies team with their star power, with hopefully, you know, Zach Wheeler getting right and, and maybe Aaron Nola, who, who pitches later today uh, against Patrick Corbin. I mean, this is a team that it's not outlandish to say they, they certainly have a shot to get back to the World Series and, and possibly win it because I, I don't know if there's really a team, especially in the American League, that's as great as that Astros team was a year ago. I mean, the Astros right now are, are 65 and 49, a couple games better than the Phillies, but the only team in the American League right now that has 70 wins is the Baltimore Orioles. The Phillies took two or three of, you know, a couple weeks ago when they came here. That's not necessarily a team that I think come playoff time, if you match up against a team like like Baltimore, you, you, you're, nece- you're, you're fearing them and, and you're afraid of, of what they could do to you in a seven-game series. And, you know, the, the other guy that I think really deserves a lot of credit for, for how this team is coming together and how this team is really bonding is Rob Thompson. And, and I think Rob Thompson is someone that maybe doesn't get his due as much as he should. I, I know last year he became incredibly popular because his arrival after Joe Girardi's departure, or firing, if we want to be a little bit more blunt about it, I think his arrival marked kind of the, the turnaround for this team, and people recognize that. And this year it might be a little different because he's had to navigate the ups and downs throughout all 162 games. But what he's done in the clubhouse, the way he's kept these guys together, where he just, I mean, it's obvious that this team, they root for each other. I mean, just look at someone like Nick Castellanos, who's at the top of the stairs every time someone does something well who's at the top of the stairs pumping up the crowd when you know they were giving Trey Turner standing ovations o- over the weekend. Look at Bryce Harper, who was the first person out of the dugout to greet Weston Wilson a- after his home run to give him a big hug. I mean, that's a two-time MVP greeting a-, a career minor leaguer with the enthusiasm of a little leaguer. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable how this team fits together so well and they aren't a perfect team by any stretch of the imagination i don't think anybody would confuse them with the 27 yankees or or any team of that ilk but just the 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 vibes in this clubhouse the chemistry that this team has put together and and built really over the last year and a half it's just it's fun to watch it's exciting to watch they they play a brand of baseball i think a lot of people are excited to go to the ballpark every night and see what they're capable of doing because like we saw last night you could see a 28 year old guy hit his first career major league home run in his first at bat you could see a a guy hit a throw a no hitter in his second start as a team and you look at what dave dombrowski did at the trade deadline adding someone like michael lorenzen and you know he was going through the clubhouse after the game and all all the players were, were saying hey nice trade dave Great job, Dave. Great job, Dave. And, I mean, adding someone like Michael Lorenzen, he just fits in perfectly. And I don't know what his role will be come playoff time because I don't think he's going to wrestle away starts from from Wheeler or Nola or even Ranger Suarez. I mean, I think those guys are, are pretty firmly entrenched at the top of the Phillies rotation. But having someone else who's capable of taking down innings like this and, and adding him and Taiwan Walker who's also been, you know, pretty damn good, still leads the major leagues and, and wins right now. Having those two guys at the back of this rotation certainly helps the depth on this team. 
certainly helps the ability if you know they make the postseason these series go longer than than four or five games like the NLDS and NLCS did last year they're gonna need more pitching depth than they had a year ago and I think they certainly certainly have that even if their their frontline starting pitching isn't what it was back in back in 2022 and really in October so that'll do it for for today's show I'm Tucker Bagley filling in for Joe Gilio here on WIP Daily make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Phillies play host of the Nationals again tonight in the series finale. Aaron Nola against Patrick Corbin before they play host of the Minnesota Twins for Alumni Weekend. Should be great. I will talk to everybody again tomorrow. Thanks for your time. See you later.